What's up, Internet, and welcome to On the Screen, the monthly podcast where we discuss a variety of topics revolving around the media we consume on the screen. I'm Tomato Man from Yield Tomato Gaming on YouTube, and joining us today, as always, or at least usual, is Zombie Hand and Geek Scorpio from Gaming Theater Presents. Hi! I think this is the first time I'm actually on camera for a podcast. Yes, I believe so. <laughs> and today... We are going to discuss some of our favorite console-exclusive titles. Now, by console-exclusive, I mean exclusive. No modern ports of any kind. It was only available on this one platform. Question. Answer. Um, in that case, is it... What if it was for a platform when you got it or when it started and then went to another platform? Like no. with Halo, for example. Unfortunately, no. That's what makes no it No cross-generation. Really yeah, so like I can't say Final Fantasy VII because they put it on PS4 and Xbox One and Switch. And remade, yeah. Um, like the remake, I, I, the remake Re would be fine. Remake technically, no, because it's on PS4 and 5. Oh, Fuck, you're right. <laughs> well, you know what you could say? Integrate. You could say Final Fantasy VII Integrate, because that is only on PS5. Yeah. Leo's like, I hate mm. this topic. I'm thinking too hard. <laughs> no, I've got one. It's just a weird one. And uh, What about... Oh, um, Not exactly a port, but like in like the PlayStation Network and you can play it on other consoles but it was never actually portly. Hmm. Only official releases that were What do you mean? So like if it was like let's say um like this if is gonna, one of my answers depend on this <laughs> okay so let's say it was a game only released on ps3 but you can play it on your ps4 via playstation now that's fine oh okay then yes i have two answers <laughs> oh don't feel bad about this because i actually just i have it on google pulled up uh console exclusive games just so we can take a look at some of this um mm. which some of this is already wrong because I see Ghost of Tsushima, which got a PS5 port. Um, well, it depends how, how, like, when they updated that list. Because if they didn't update it recently, then who knows? Yeah, it's the it's the Google-generated one. So I just typed it in in Google, and it shows, like, uh, like it shows Death Stranding. But it's, like, it's a console family exclusive, but not a specific console. But it does show Sunset Overdrive. Which is exclusive to Xbox One, console-wise. It's on it's on PC. Exactly. So PC ports, I think I'm going to... Um... I have three. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to let PC slide because so many things that are released on a console, whether it be Xbox, PlayStation, or even Nintendo in some cases anymore like Octopath Traveler, for example, they end up on PC anyway. So <laughs> kind of just like when I say console exclusive, I mean the only video game console it was on was the one. 
but it got it was on PC too, so whatever. I really want Octopath Traveler for. I have it on PC, but I just see that's kind finished. of a rigged thing because then you can go with the anything from the entire Halo series because they're all Xbox exclusive. Then then do the Halo game. series. Uh, let me think here because it's well. It depends. I, I, yeah, we need the yeah. rules for this sort of. So, so, like, <laughs> because I, I don't know, like, I don't well versed in the Halo series, but if it was like the Xbox 360 and was never ported to the Xbox One or whatever the new, like, fine, but I think. Four and five if are it's games. Like, if, it, if it's something that's. Huh? Four and five are game, I believe, are fine because. Because those are only on. Xbox One. PC. And PC, yeah. Um, but then you've got like the uh, Halo One and One, Two, and Three, which have all been done in some way, shape, or form for the 360 and or Xbox One at this point, because they had their collection pack. And you can just straight switch the graphics back to the original version. So it is literally yeah, like that you came have... out to the PC too. I'm playing through that right now. Yeah. Well, again, the legacy you know, PC aside, game consoles. <laughs> so okay. you know you gotta pick the stuff that was on the Wii U that they haven't done a Switch port of yet uh, most of those you games I don't the play Wii U. there's literally only two games alright like, so like for real yeah. there's only two and one of them <laughs> will never get ported <laughs> okay no three because oh, but that number three will get ported anyway, anyway. Um, I had one I had one, but it's actually on two consoles. <gasps> Dang it! A gasp. Yeah, this. this so do we want to just fire like, them off? I can't I'm not, like... pick Trauma Center. No, you cannot. But you can pick Trauma Center too. So. But I don't want Under the Knife too. <laughs> I don't want. Well, I mean, so here's here's the argument though with Trauma Center. Um, it was a remake on the Wii. Not a port. I have four. <laughs> See, I'm helping. Um, that well, being said, though, that means um, Ace Attorneys, even excluding the HD version, those got Wii ports direct. Those WiiWare. Wii On the Wii? Yeah. And it used the pixel graphics. Oh. Wow. Yeah, it was. And, and the HD remasters have been. Do remasters count? I would say the Ace Attorney ones would be fine game because they are redrawn altogether. And they had to modify the play system a bit for you to utilize a normal controller. Problem is, um, you got the Switch and then you've got the PS4 and the Xbox that they released all that on. So, um, But okay. uh, great Ace Attorney Chronicle, okay. that's a hard one. Because right. those were technically 3DS right. games that got moved onto the Switch and PS4. Shit, never mind. Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. You have to think too hard on this. Okay. So let's let's just shoot for the let's hip and, and correct as we go. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start just to make this, you know, just because I, I this one's in my head right now and I desperately want to play it, oddly enough, right now. And I'm going to say... Um, WarioWare for the Wii U. I don't remember what they called it. Uh, I'm gonna pull it up. Oh, WarioWare touched for the for the DS. That one was really fun. 
they put it on the Wii U. It's a digital title. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're out, sir. Move it up. You thought you had something. No, no, I do. WarioWare Touched got a virtual console release on the Wii U. Oh. I, I was just saying that I... Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Game and I Wario. wasn't saying it as one of mine. They called it Game and Wario. Oh, yeah. And the thing about it I love the most is the Franks. If you don't know what the Franks are, it is a um, kind of like a party game where you slingshot these weird little critters that are colored. They're all square-shaped at a um, target generally in the water. And they ha- it's kind of like um, got um, like different rings of points. And in some cases, it's like a tower on like a buoy. And they have different tiers like... on the tower. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. Small, but... Sorry, you glitched out there, audio-wise. Is it like ski ball, yeah, yeah. but different? It, it's like ski ball, yeah, but Yeah, you're kind of doing the same them. on my end. Leo, is he glitching for you, too? No, only you are. Your computer sucks. I'm sorry. Brandon's being me. <sighs> Oh, you know what? Hang on. Hang on a sec. Do you have Steam downloading shit? No. My, um... My Ethernet came unplugged. Oh. Did it default to Wi-Fi then? Yes, and we have cement walls. And so, and the Wi-Fi, or the router's on the other side of the house. So (laughs) I literally had, like... Half a bar of connection. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Your, um, your video actually cleaned up quite a bit too. Yay! Yeah, because it was really, oh. really choppy, and now it's far less choppy. Far oh. less choppy. Yeah, Leo, you look fine. Okay. But yeah, I look um, so fine. Game and Wario is, is is hilarious fun. Um, get out of here, YouTube ads. Most of the Wario were games are. Facebook. So I'm going to just do a new chat here in Facebook. Messenger. I can see your screen. You can see my screen? How? I don't know. I just see something flashing blue on the thing behind you or next to you. Do you s- There's like... There's a screen behind you too. Not that. Oh, now I see myself. <laughs> I see, I see me. Ah! <laughs> no, there's a screen behind you that has like something flickering blue. Yeah, that's uh, my 65-inch television. What's <laughs> my size? What's my television size? You don't know the size of your television? I don't know. It's just big. Okay, well, it's not letting me do the message thing, but you know, you you can figure it out. Game of Wario, it's a good time. Um. Currently, only available on the Wii U, um, mm. which oddly enough, the physical version of it is up there in price anymore. Simply uh, because the the Switch or not the Switch, the Wii U um, eShop is going to be going away soon. Uh, oh real. snap! Yeah, I've got about a year left on that game and Wario Wii U. Oh Jesus Christ on sale! Um, 
Yeah, someone wants 120 bucks for just the disc. Of uh, WarioWare? Of uh, Game & Wario for the uh, Wii U. Oh, Game & Wario, okay. Oh, 125 Yeah, this has gone up since I last looked. Um, I bought it digitally <laughs> because I was like, I'm not going to spend um, $100 to play Fronks. Uh, I will pay the, like the thirty to forty dollars it is on the uh, Wii U e shop. I get Wii-wee. that. Wii U. Yeah, Wii U games are always a blast. So, I figured that was a good one to start with. Yeah. Who's got any others? Since so far we're at one. Well, okay. In that case, we'll just round robin it until we've run out. Yeah. Or quit. Okay, fine. So, one I've got is for the GameCube, uh, Battalion Wars. Oh, I have okay. Five. Yeah, I like the history behind that one, actually. Yeah. And normally, we I'd put up a picture of Battalion Wars, but we don't have that option here. Yeah, I'm just pulling up the thing on YouTube for it, uh, just to show it on the recording here. But yeah. Oh, um, uh, okay. It, it started off... Because I have it in that... It's uh, in that pile of games back there. So I actually have Battalion Wars. I haven't played it because I have no GameCube to put it on. The hell is I GameCube? Oh, then I haven't played it. You can play it on my GameCube. Aw, thanks. But do, you, so, do you have a Wii? Tell you... Me? What? Yeah. What about you, Leo? You got a Wii? Nope. What? No Wii. No Wii U. I think Leo I has a, a PS4. I have I PS4 the... and a bunch of retro stuff for, like, SNES and uh, <laughs> Genesis. Yeah, I have I have the Wii and I have a GameCube. Um, so, Lee, if you want to use my GameCube, you can. All right, if I get the hankering for Battalion Wars. So, Battalion Wars is a military-based game. Think of it, what, uh, what I found was interesting is it's sort of a combination of a third-person shooter and a real-time strategy. The thing is to so you could when you're going through the game as a third person shooter, you walk around and you can find other troops that will join your party and they add on to your party. Now you can alternately switch between those party members if you want to. So you could be a sniper, you could be a, a machine gunner, or you can be a rocketeer. Once you get to a vehicle though, if you have enough people for it, the people jump into the vehicle and then that's the vehicle's operation. And now here's the catch though. If they're in the vehicle, they can no longer go out of the vehicle. So once they're oh, in the jeep, okay. they're no longer uh, you don't you lose those uh, their uh, individual skills. So it's like a class change kind of thing. It's basically a class change. Um, I remember the last game that I played, I got stuck somewhere because um, they made a class change, and the catch is that now I don't have enough manpower to just go fight this battle I'm in. However. I have the biggest tank in the game because it holds nine people. And so, if I'm careful with it, I just take fight my way through the whole thing. That's crazy. Because I have... Um, so, what's interesting is because they have that many manpower, so if you see, like, four guns on the front of the, of, the, of the tank, all four of them are firing at once and at their own targeting automatically. Oh, wow. Okay. You just need the manpower to do that, to handle it. Liz has naughty kittens. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's climbing up on my desk. <laughs> yeah, I have to deal with uh, Alphonse doing that. He's the only one who does it for attention. Um, so he does it to get to food. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
I don't know if you were aware of the history behind Battalion Wars Leo, but it actually started off as an Advanced Wars title for the GameCube. Mm-hmm. It was like a, supposed to be an offshoot of Advanced Wars, but it was yeah. so different they decided to make it its own game. Yeah, because it, it, it like even though the art style was close and reminiscent of it, it just didn't mm-hmm. feel like an Advanced Wars game to them, so they shifted it to its own IP. The thing that bothered me with it uh, and this is an exclusive because the sequel is the one that's out for the Wii. Yep. And people that think that that's actually an, an upgrade, but no. <laughs> but it's also exclusive. Um, oh, shoot. I just came up with another exclusive that I want to do, but I'll, I'll round robin that when I get to my second. Liz, you are up. Uh, so one of mine is also a GameCube title. I'll start with this one. Um, Eternal Darkness. It, that is certainly not going anywhere. Yeah, that is. <laughs> no, I sincerely wish that we could get a port or a remake or, or remaster or a spiritual anything to it. I like literally anything, but um, Eternal Darkness is a psychological horror. Mm-hmm. It messes with the player yeah. on a different level. Yeah, it messes with the player. So anytime that there's. Um, like, so you have an insanity meter, and if the insanity meter gets too high, or even just, like, a little bit, like, once it, once your insanity meter shows up, because these people aren't used to seeing monsters and crazy, like, the crazy shit that happens. Um, so once they see it, it's really subtle, but, like, so you have the screen, and as soon as your insanity meter shows up, the screen tilts ever so slightly, so it's just a little bit off kilter, like, right from, like the second you see it and it's so subtle that you don't notice it at first um but it gets but then, more aggressive as like your sanity yeah, and, fills so it and really then the, fucks with you <laughs> yeah and then the game starts messing with you as the player by doing things like making it look like your screen or your tv muted and so then there's no sound or like your controller game came unplugged um right your as you're going card gets corrupted yeah oh God, like yeah. Well, there there was one time when um, it told me that my controller had come unplugged right as a horde of enemies came out of a staircase. And I was like, no, it's plugged in, I swear. Um, there's Sometimes it makes it look like there's bugs crawling on your screen or like it sometimes it'll knock. So you like then you go to the door and think, you know, like, oh, gosh, did someone knock? Um, so that one was really clever. Um, and really interesting with how they how they took the idea of horror and extended it to you as the player. And it's such a memorable title, but because Silicon Knights is gone, <laughs> we and nobody holds the IP rights except I think Silicon Knights. Um, it, so it's a really weird. I actually have looked a bit into this because I I also backed the uh, spiritual successor um, that was on Kickstarter at at one point. And, um, when it was going to be released on the Wii U of all things, <laughs> like, um, and yeah, I was looking at, I think his name was, I think it's Dennis Dyack of Silicon Knights. I don't Knights. remember. I just know the lawsuit yeah. business that happened. Um, it's it a weird a gray one. area where it's, it's joint, um, it's kind of a weird joint licensing thing they've got going on with, in terms of ownership. Cause Nintendo actually owns the rights to the sanity meter itself. Because it was being uh, developed while they were second party to Nintendo. 
before they okay. separate. Well, and... I feel like some things need to change so that we can get just a port. Like, please, yeah. come on. Just, like, a port or a remaster. I don't That's care. Crazy. Something. But... That one uh, is phenomenal. I love it, um, and that's my first one. So yeah, that's that's a good one. Cause so I actually played. Uh, I I did actually play all the way through that with uh, my friend Woody, who you guys met at the escape room. Yeah. Um, God, what is it? Twenty seventeen. It's been like five years since that. Yeah, I think five it's years ago is when yeah. we met each other. God, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so. I would have a full LP of that on my YouTube channel if, like, the last two hours of video didn't get totally fucked in some way, shape, or form. No! Um, and I saved over my that particular file once we got through and finished it. So Why? Well, memory card space was limited on the black no, one. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, the video file. No, like, no, 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 my actual save file, otherwise save we'd just, file. like, reload and go, but then it's, like, <laughs> if we reloaded the last save before that, it'd be losing, like, almost four hours, and it's, like, I really yeah. don't want to fucking do that. No, it's <laughs> not a quick game. Like, it's the same reason why I never finished The Last of Us, uh, because I dropped seven hours into it to have a glitch where it saved nothing. Yeah. Well, I'm like, well, I'm never playing this again. <laughs> I'll play it for you because <laughs> I feel like that game is worth finishing. Now, I think The Last of Us actually is a console exclusive. They remastered it for PS4. Ah, never mind. That's, the, that's out that's the, the PS4. <laughs> that's the PS4 that I got is um, the PS4 that came packaged with the remaster. Um, the Last of Us 2 is technically a console exclusive because I don't think it's on PS5 yet. Uh, Although so many things are getting yet. the PS5 upgrade. Yeah, that's, um, that's what makes this particular topic really, really difficult. Because, like, it's quality of life things they change to it, really, more than anything. It's not even, like, it's getting a massive graphical overhaul. It's just like, oh, you have locked 60 frames now, and you have um, new filters for, like, Ghost of Tsushima. You have a Japanese voice lip sync now added to it. It's like... Yeah, I've been playing the Final Fantasy VII remaster with my sister, and... Um, or sorry, remake with my sister, and uh, she doesn't know anything about Final Fantasy, and so she loves this. But we started playing it on the PS5, and like literally, the only thing that's different is the graphics upgrade because they said I remember they said something about photo mode being um, being in it now, but they actually only meant intergrade. Um, <laughs> I thought they said photo mode because one of the pictures that they showed for the promotion of photo mode of Final Fantasy VII Remake being on the PS5 was of Barrett, Tifa, and Cloud when they were climbing Shinra Tower. And oh. I was like, yes, I can't wait to play in photo mode! And then it doesn't exist, so whatever, I guess. And you love photo mode. I love photo mode! <laughs> and, you know, on the PS5, too, that version, like, you don't really like you don't you won't appreciate it the same unless you look up a side-by-side -side comparison of some of that stuff because well, and it looks, looks beautiful on the ps4 exactly. so like even looking at a side-by-side -side comparison like i think the only real difference would be like increased frame rate and Particle higher effects. resolution 
particle effects. Yeah. Holy shit. That's a good thing with um like the Alan Wake remaster was the fact that the fog was now more dynamic than it was on the 360. And so now you had like a more dynamic fog. I, I and outside of like the character renders, like I didn't really notice a major increase. Like it didn't play any different. It it I still had a ton of fun with it because of course I did. But yeah. like oh oh Ashley's gonna Oh. No, Phoenix is there gonna stop go. that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley yeah. sometimes likes to paw at lightning. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so, it, we can, dude. <laughs> yeah, she just the, got on my desk. The, the lighting system and particle effects in, um, the PS5 version is just, like, mind, mind exploding. It's just so gorgeous. Yeah, it does so. look amazing, but I'm, like, all right, this still looked phenomenal on the PS4. Oh. Anyway, that was my turn. Was for my first one was Eternal Darkness. Darkness yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely a worthy one for sure. Um, because it, it there really hasn't been anything really since that's captured the same. Well, fourth I think wall, so... fourth wall scares. You know. Yeah, and I, I mean, you can't you can't license fourth wall scares in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like Silicon Knights had a lot, like, I really feel like it could have been a real revolution for horror gaming. Um, but nobody has done anything with it. And like, yes, Nintendo owns the, the insanity meter or the sanity meter. Okay. So go partner with Nintendo and make a game with it or find a different thing that you can use. But yeah, I feel like the fourth the crazy wall bar breaks. instead. There. So you yeah. done. The fourth wall breaks are was so interesting. And I'm not saying no game has done it since then, but like nothing has done it in the way that um Eternal Darkness did. And I think that's what that's what I would love to see again. Right, yeah. Like you can Let Kojima do it. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like scare the shit out of me. See, and here's the thing too. If you make it an exclusive you can really, really mess with people if you wanted to take that route. Because if you license an exclusive thing with, let's say, Sony. Because I've seen the uh, rebuilding database screen when there's a power surge. Or if my system has an XMB lockup on the PS4, for example. You see it rebuild the database when you turn it on. Or if it has, like, the, like, when you, um... Oh, like if you don't shut your PlayStation down correctly and you get that screen that says that it needs to reformat your drive or something like I would lose my mind after PT got taken off of the PlayStation network. I didn't turn my PS4 on for something like six months until they got it figured out. And because people were losing, they people had to like break their system. Yeah. And I like when I finally did turn my PlayStation back on after um after PT finally got itself sorted out, I still had to sit with my my system for almost two hours just doing, like, anything except a factory reset to be able to get it to turn on. So I still have PT, but, like, oh my god. It, <laughs> like, 
the 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 screens when i was when i was like troubleshooting when they're like hold down the power button wait for it to beep and then hold it down or keep holding it down until you hear it beep three more times and yeah. that does like an does like a an svga reset or something like that like i've had to you do just stuff like a that. horror game where like that shit starts popping up or where like yeah your battery on your controller is dying and you're like oh no <laughs> Yeah, so like if you if you partner with a if you make it a first party exclusive of some kind like that, you can mimic these screens and fuck with people on a different level because Yeah. And like Eternal Darkness did a thing like when my sister and I were playing, we actually got the thing that made it look like you'd sat on your remote and muted the the, the sound. That's not even what my sister's TV mute looked like and she still was like are you sitting on the remote why is this out what and i was like i don't know i'm not and so we were like <laughs> freaking out about it and then when it was done she's like that's not even what my tv looks like when it's muted yeah and so many of them now have their own like unique animation for the volume control like i know samsung's have a fucking like yeah. circular well, so, bullshit like, so that won't that wouldn't fly like that, that wouldn't now. work now so now you have to mimic what the console is doing and even if it's not console exclusive um you can still change it so that those things are different like make one go blue screen of death or yeah. like yeah. that your computer needs windows needs an update and yeah, or like and a, then ex, uh, what is it what would it be like a um critical um critical video hardware error has occurred have that appear yeah. on screen with blue and like, like whatever oh, the xbox fuck. has now <laughs> you know just various errors that you can get battery like controller batteries being low just shutting off so it makes it look like your console came unplugged or something like something and you could it would take more work to so people say like this is what the xbox versions would have and this is what the playstation versions would have and this is what pc versions would have and this is what the epic store versions would have and you know what have you but that would be so cool and so genius to do yeah even if you just go the route that um the uh batman arkham game did where like you get the graphical glitch mm. um with the joker and i say that because i had that exact kind of glitch happen to me on the xbox 360 while I was playing GTA 4, and it bricked my system. It glitched just like that before my system bricked. So, oh, no. so when that happened, when I'm playing Batman Arkham on PS3, I shit you not, I had a panic attack on the spot. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it can still be done if you're very careful with it, but if you make it... I don't know. I, I, I want more games to really go outside the box in that regard, like Eternal Darkness. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I feel like we're probably at this rate never going to see anything like it again. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we do. I just, the only thing I don't anticipate with the way that, like, I'm sure, like, the games industry works this way, but you see it a lot with horror games. Um, is once something is done well anymore, you're immediately going to just see like 50 clones of it. Yeah. Like the PT clones that came out in the like year, year and a half after PT came out was like, and even still came out like just within the last few years. Yeah, it's just, it's a hallway simulator, but to the point where everybody's like, okay, the third time you go through, this happens. When you lock in or when you go in this room, this happens. You know, like it came down to like a formula. Dude. 
It's you're, you're, it's, it's rotating in terms of which color cat you pull. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I have several more games that I could go on about. So let's yeah. make it Brandon's turn. Are Actually, you this way? Brandon's turn this whole time, and no, he just doesn't way. do anything. I'm the other way. There you go. Yeah, it's I'm Brandon's turn. <laughs> on my screen, you're above me, so it's like okay. Brandon's turn. Yeah, I well, for to... me, Brandon's over here. I. <laughs> Jesus, I have uh, squeezed um, the uh, window so it forces it into a threeplex like that's uh, horizontal. On, this is down there on mine. Um, hey, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, Brandon. Yeah. Um. Look, while we were talking, I've got like a pile of ten or fifteen that are starting to pop into my head now. Oh, good, good, again. good. Yeah, you do that. Um. So I actually just thought of a couple too. Um, shit, but one of them now officially doesn't work because I just remembered they uh, they ported it to the Wii U in Japan. Wah wah. <laughs> um, Pick a different one. Yeah. You want to skip your turn? No, I don't think that's fair. Um, <laughs> I don't so, think that's fair. It's you're the one who's skipping. You're, it's yeah, a voluntary it's, skip. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna pull out Bloodborne here. Um. Oh, that one hasn't been ported, has it? Not even nope, the it PC is a yet. PS4 exclusive. Uh, and it, I love how all the weapons are transformative. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them becomes something else. You have a fucking cane that turns into a to Ivy's sword whip. That's dope as fuck. Um, I played. It's also through, very Victorian. You don't see Victorian style. It's Lovecraftian, straight up. It's just Lovecraft mm-hmm. horror. Like I need to play it still. I bought oh it. Oh my god! Yeah, if you. I've heard the, the lore is also like extensive and in depth and wonderful. I had a friend years ago send me just a, like I think it was like a 192 page like <laughs> essay of just the lore, and I was like, I'm not gonna read this. <laughs> like, oh man, I appreciate this. Put it as in book form. I'll read yeah, it, but it, it I don't is, want to read your Wikipedia version of this. Like the game starts primarily as a um, Victorian Gothic horror, but if you look at it and are aware of some of the Lovecraftian trope, you watch as you play through the game. You watch it slide more into Lovecraft style supernatural extraterrestrial horror, and even like the ultimate final boss is literally a fucking alien fetus that beats you to death repeatedly with its own amniotic sack. It is terrifying. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like Silent Hill Homecoming. Fuck, mm. man. Um, but it, it really does start off like werewolfy kind of stuff, because like, there's um, an excellent early boss uh, called uh, Father Gascoigne, who is driven mad by you know the events going around, and he literally transforms into a weird wolf beast and starts just ripping you to shreds it is so insane because it happens halfway through the fight the first half you're fighting a normal sized guy like you would in a, as a dark souls boss and then halfway through he just explodes into a giant wolf creature and starts wrecking your day oh so good oh my god yeah i've been wanting to play bloodborne since i started playing the elden ring oh yeah um, no it's the the biggest gripe i have with it is that you literally have to farm your healing items in uh, Bloodborne? Yeah. I'll do it for a good story and a fun game. Like, I'll, Oh, man. There's not a lot I wouldn't do. I, I played through it with a, um, a basically a hand axe that would turn into a halberd. 
because uh, I love halberds. That's like my pole arms are like my weapon of choice for medieval fare in most cases. Um, but then I decided to experiment a bit and started using something called the Kirk Hammer. Uh, the Kirk Hammer is literally a giant concrete brick, literally the size of your character that is on your back. And otherwise, it's just a normal longsword. When you hit the transform key, though, he uh, sheaths it into the giant stone brick and then just starts swinging it around as a giant <laughs> hammer. Oh my god. <laughs> and you can combo Amazing. this stuff. I love that. You can combo the transformations to create different attack patterns. Like, you can swing twice with the sword and then hit the transform and then he'll sheath it and then you'll hit attack again and then he'll just swing the whole axe. It's like that's so wild. And then you can hit transform again in that swing and he'll just click it onto his back and pull out the sword. And then you can start doing your fast attacks again. It's like stuff like that makes it feel like the combat is very dynamic. Reminds me of an old PS2 exclusive, like first gen uh, series of games. I think it's called EOE. EOE. EVO? I want to say it's EVO? Let me see. I think it might be EVO, because that is a game. I do remember it. <laughs> uh, not EVO. EVO game. Nope. Although EVO the game is Search for Eden, and that's an exclusive to SNES. They have never ported that. Oh, Which is EVO, real yeah. Um, Eve of Extinction, that's what it was called. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, EVE, yeah, that's yeah, because it, it had big letters like that. Yeah. In Eve of Extinction, one of the neat things about it is as you go through the game, you start uh, fighting bosses and you take their weapon. When the more of the, uh, and every time you take one of their weapons, you um, it allows you to combo by switching weapons for in the middle of the fight. But okay. if you do it right, I think you can switch to every weapon in the game in one straight combo. That's awesome. So is this um, like a fighting game or what is this? It's a um. I want to say hack and slash, but that's not exactly right. It's more like a beat em up. Okay, so like in the vein of how the Yakuza games are beat em ups. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have cutscene events in there, but it's more akin to a beat em up for it. Um, its graphics are basic. It looks like it was an early PS2 title. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the <laughs> first PS2 games. So yeah. Like Orphan, and I think it's one's called the Orphan. Yeah, oh, wow. so yeah, a Orphan. Stabber game. I haven't even thought about Orphan in so long. Well, and they did a they rebooted the series too. Brand new anime. Still haven't thought about it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Didn't come up. Yeah. Um, that's not about, my exclusive. Um, I picked. I just wanted to bring that up there. There's there's also a game just straight up called Extinction. For the PS2. Is that your pick, Leo? Are you going EOE for your... No, I had a different one in mind. Mine was Body Harvest. Oh, maybe it's not old... just called Extinction. What the it... fuck am I thinking of? <laughs> so Body Harvest was an old N64 title. Um, this was Rockstar before... Uh, around the, uh, It may actually predate um, Grand Theft Auto 3. It does. Or... Uh, like, which is their big, big... Ye... Yes, I'm trying to remember because I've. Wow! If only we had a way to look these things up. That's no we fun. We don't. The internet Hang doesn't on. exist yet. Not for another thirty-six years. <laughs> I see her. Barrio Harvest Ew, originally came out bug. September thirtieth, nineteen ninety-eight. 
in the oh, UK. You are Googling it. I know it's before the, the first. 3D one. The first GTA came out in '97. That's GTA One, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that was when GTA it was still a top Three down is the thing. one that you're not the one I'm talking about. I don't. Yeah. I don't play GTA. So GTA One and GTA Two were all both top down, um, uh, type uh, style. It's not until GTA Three when they actually turned it to a complete. 3D environment, and that's when Rockstar becomes huge, huge. Yeah, yeah, uh, they, is, they exploded. Uh, <laughs> they exploded with Grand Theft Auto 3. So much so, they used the same engine three times, actually the same engine three times afterwards, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and then San Andreas. They might have used it even more with the uh, the stories titles mm-hmm. for the, the PSP. Stories of, uh, yeah. For like Liberty but, City um, Stories and Vice City Stories. Their early body harvest was basically Grand Theft Auto three, but much earlier beta, uh, design for it. Like a but beta engine, the same basically. Beta, like beta engine. It's one of those things with it, it's the engine that came out, and it, rather than uh, what a lot of game companies would do, especially back then, was if they wanted a whole new title, trash it and make make a new engine to go with the game to make it more exclusive. Instead, Rockstar had perfected using the same engine and just refining it over and over and over again. Um, you can see Harvest, that here too. Yeah, in Body Harvest, one of the things that they removed that's not in Grand Theft Auto Three is NPCs. There's very few of them. So when you're in playing through Body Harvest, um, enemies will almost always just randomly pop up, and I loved it because there's a bug that they just purposely left in for laziness' sakes. <laughs> so the plot of Body Harvest is you're a guy who travels back in time and has to go through. And each stage is a is a section of a of a time of a time era that you have to deal with. The first one's like nineteen nineteen, and then the next one after that is nineteen forty uh, nineteen nineteen Greece, and then nineteen forty four um, Java, which is an island. Surprisingly, not as much coffee as you think. Um, and and then, probably not JavaScript think, either. No, not for a long time. Uh, <laughs> then after that, it's 1969 uh, uh, the United States, and then 1999 Siberia. Um, and so as you go through the – and then the last stage, I think, is in the future where the main character comes from in the first place. But my point being is in 1918, when you go to Greece, you have to find a uh, shield to use as a as – a, to reflect light, to bounce it, uh, this light into a torch to light it on fire. Very Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Olympics, because the original Olympic torch is actually lit solarly. Okay, yeah, because yeah. they use the same process every uh, since the beginning. Um. However, they don't get rid of this shield when you lose when that puzzle's done. So if you just hold it, you just have a laser cannon that you can use to get through the entirety <laughs> of that first area. Well, that's cheating. I love it. That's not. They didn't give take it away like they should have. They're like, I'm like, all right. You have it's this not like gun. it's not like the Hitman homing briefcase where it was a bug and they and they took it out and then made it a feature. <laughs> it's that's only, different. It's only a bug if you don't call it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Body Harvest was a fun game, but it was ridiculously hard. Unfortunately, I, I, one of the things in it was like constantly spawning enemies, so you could have to fight constantly with that. At some point, I remember I was just getting lazy and just started hitting everyone with my car. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, you can totally see like remnants of 
the body harvest engine in um, the GTA games because their their uh, mini map reticle is virtually the same, just in a different mm-hmm. position. Yeah, because like in uh, uh, San Andreas, it's just the bottom left corner instead of being the top right, and it's a red circle in Body Harvest. It's a black circle in San Andreas. Yep. So yeah, it's definitely just continuing to refine the engine because it worked, which is super fair. I mean, if it broke, don't fix it. All right. So that's my second one. Right, you, Liz. What'd you get? Um, my second one. I've forgotten quite a few of mine. So, um, (laughs) part of the fun comes and it goes. Okay, I can think of two. If it helps, the sixty-four has a ton of exclusives. I didn't play the 64 growing up. Mario Party got ported to the virtual <laughs> console. Shit. Mario Party 2. Um, uh, nope, my second one will be... Um, and this is why I was asking about um, if it being in the like PlayStation Network counted. Um, is Parasite Eve. Because that's never so, been ported. So here's the thing that makes that extra extra legit for the list it is in fact just a iso file because you can use your ps1 memory card on the ps3 and save your stuff to it i know that because i did that yeah (laughs) so so yeah all the ps1 classics on the ps3 they're just ps1 games because you still have to either have a digital just put an emulator on it yeah. yeah, that's what they okay. did. Yeah, There's, they just it's, each game is each it's, disc it's is a backwards emulator. compatible because they put an emulator on it. That's it. Because yeah. <laughs> I have the memory card adapter. In fact, I for when I did my Final Fantasy VII um, review that I have on my YouTube channel, I played almost entirely on my Vita, transferred the <laughs> okay. save data to all the different save data to my PS3, plugged in a PS1 memory card copied the save data, and then loaded them up to get the video footage on my PS1 that was at my desk <laughs> to do the capture. Like, I'm not kidding. I went to town to do that. And it's like, it's, it's so versatile that Sony let you do shit like that. Um, but yeah, no, Parasite Eve is a fantastic game. I mean, PS1. It is. I would love for Square to remember that it exists um, and to... Yeah, I like since they're I mean I say since they're in the in the game of doing remasters in and the remake remakes. Mood. Yeah, but I mean they've literally done the Final Fantasy VII remake and then the first six Final Fantasies is the Pixel remaster. So it's not like like it would be a little bit different, but I would love to see a remaster. Um I mean and it, like that game already had pre um pre-rendered backgrounds like the game looks pretty good, all things considered. I think just like new character models would be cool, but not even a new, remake. Just would... polish them. Uh, they're a little bit dated. Well, yeah, <laughs> but they're not nearly as dated as Final Fantasy VII's, which right, were just right. polished. Right. <laughs> they actually um, did remodel like for Final Fantasy VIII, which is in fact the yeah. same graphics engine. So yeah, so but they did give them. Um, like in in certain aspects, they changed um, the polygons, but very mostly just around the face. But but yeah, like I think that a Parasite Eve 
um, remaster would be great. A port would be phenomenal. Um, a remake, I would die <laughs> for a remake on the new engine. Like, I think that they could do some really incredible things because if they would just embrace the horror aspects of it, because it really was like a, a, a nice blend of horror and RPG. Yeah. And it um, used the Vagrant Story, a prototype version of the Vagrant Story combat system. Yeah. And like, I loved, um, like, I don't know. There was something about it. Like it was, it was like kind of a subtle creepy, but then there was something about Eve that would freak me out so bad. <laughs> and I just think that the whole thing was done really, especially like the boss fights and like the one, um, when you have to do the fight in the horse drawn chariot thing. That's such a and weird segment. It is, but like the, the, the horses being on fire and, like, they could do some really interesting horror stuff if they really wanted to. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to deny that it wasn't cool, but it's just, like, it's oh, just yeah. so different. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, so, yeah, I think that that... And e they could even do, like, like their um, battle system was kind of even similar-ish, in a way, to the Final Fantasy VII Remake. In was, a way. I was going to say, actually, the the FF7 remake engine would, like, that whole combat system and engine would be absolutely perfect for a Parasite Eve remake. Because yeah, like, it's I, literally it, just, oh, you're playing as Barrett, but as a hot chick the whole time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, you want to use your Parasite abilities? Hit the tactical button. Yeah, and it would just be so good. And, like, that game is so... So well done. Like, even now, I think the only thing that I would change is the walk speed for Aya. Because it, <laughs> you move at a snail's pace when you walk. So just, like, increase the walk and run speed. Um, my, my head cannon is she's in heels the whole time, and that's why she's so slow. <laughs> I mean, I mean she starts off in heels, later. so it's She right. does, but you see her put on boots later. We don't talk about that. <laughs> um, but high heel boots. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Stiletto yeah. spikes. Oh gosh. So yeah, I think um, increase the walk and run speed, and bam, you got yourself a great port. And even then, like the Final Fantasy seven VII and eight ports to like the Switch and um, PC were so good because they actually added in um, the three times speed mode, and yeah. um, and at three times speed, I would just walk like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be power then, walking. Yeah, and then uh, and then they also did the god modes, but you can you know you can take or leave it. I just feel like with how good Parasite Eve is, just remaster the first one and pre pretend the other two don't exist. So, in my personal opinion, I, I mean, think Parasite Eve is basically a <laughs> Parasite Eve is basically a David Cronenberg movie. <laughs> Sorry, two what did you say? Fine. Three is garbage. Two's fine. It's whatever. Three it, is pretty garbage. It it's actually kind of funny because I think um, the director of Parasite Eve Two um, was actually a member of the Resident Evil One team. Ah, and that yeah, explains also, a lot of the similarities you see in it's that one. So weird because they also changed it from like three D controls to tank controls, but it was literally because of the popularity of Resident Evil. Like th yeah. they stated. It was the popularity of Resident Evil that they switched to tank controls. I'm like, dude, you had a really good system going for you. If Leave it ain't broke, control. don't fix it. <laughs> yes, then instead they tried to change it, and I was like, yuck. Spoiler alert, I don't like tank controls. 
Yet you're a huge fan of Resident Evil. That's just so that's super special, awesome. That is ass backwards. No, yeah. it's not. That's dedication. I I played them growing up, and then I outgrew the tank controls. I will still play the shit out of tank controls, but um, sure, I, what I what I, I will say I is understand and respect people who do like the tank controls and who will stick with them. It's just not my jam. My brain will will hurt if I try to play those old games with not tank controls. I'm sorry, <laughs> like the I'm fact so... that they exist in the HD versions of RE One and Zero. It's like no, get that the fuck away from me. I will. <laughs> my brain will implode. <laughs> um if i try using tank controls anymore my brain i just i haven't used them in so long that if i try to now um i just will start running like in weird like circles and stuff because i'm like oh let's go up the stairs oh i'm going the wrong way <laughs> going up the stairs and i'm going down the stairs and i'm going up the stairs and now i'm down the stairs and i'm turning in a circle <laughs> like it's... why am i shooting the floor i don't know <laughs> So yes, um, yeah. Anyway, Parasite Eve is my is one of my other ones because phenomenal. Love them or love that one. Yeah, no, that's it's. I was almost gonna say that one too, but um, I'm glad you beat me to it because that means we're gonna get a bigger variety. Because now I'm gonna keep us scrolling, and damn it, nope, that one got ported onto the PSP. <laughs> I. I mean, I can go again, or Leo can go if you need to. Do like, some I'm research. trying to participate in, like, in the conversation rather than go through and like be like, and that was an exclusive. Oh, was an exclusive. it was like that one time when we. It was. I think it was just me and you, and we did the best games of 1998 or something. Oh, and it was our game up- of the year for 2000. Yeah, and it ended up just be- turning into me and you reading Wikipedia pages. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so what? Here's the Wikipedia about it. It's like, we need to figure out these games for this. It's like, yeah, I definitely need to, like, have everyone prep for one of those yeah, ones if again. Yeah, it's going to be that one, give us some, give us a couple days warning so we know to start doing some research. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, um. Yeah, it's us Baton pass. <laughs> yeah. Liz gets it. That's a joke. Usually. Leo, it's your turn. Oh, okay. I it looks weird from my side. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with a another 64 classic. I was gonna do Smash Bros because all so every single Smash Brothers game is an exclusive. You can't do the first one because that one got uh, put out on the Wii Virtual Console. On the Switch, the oh same. yeah, that one did. But all the other ones are exclusive. Yeah, no, all the others are 100 exclusive. But the one I wanted to do is Blast Core from the 64. Okay. I'm familiar with this one. So Blast Core is a crazy game. Your job. So uh, fucking weird. So fucking weird. So they have a semi truck that's carrying down two nuclear warheads. And it's going down. And it's lost its driver. And it's driving forward. Your plan option is, hmm, let's see if it runs out of gas. But oh no, it'll hit that building. All right, what if we destroy the building and take that out of the yeah. way? You see that then building? Let the truck, Fuck that building. Then let's let the truck go through it. All right. And so you end up, uh, and, all right, so you end up leveling a path. And then you go back to that stage. Yeah, um, 
they're paying us to pay, to level the whole town, just destroy everything at this point. All right, all right, wow. I'll destroy everything. And if you can do it, uh, uh, and we have you on the clock, if you can do it fast, uh, that that'd be great. Speed run this, please. Speed run this, please. The faster um, you do, the better. And that's the ninety nine percent of the entire plot of <laughs> of the whole thing. Every stage is basically do uh, take a vehicle. Destroy this in a different this town in a different way. <laughs> the like, only thing I hate about it is like every like half the stages had the sideswipe, which is a dump truck, and the only way you can actually get it to destroy a building is to uh, is to drift it just enough so it hits the side of the building. But if you lose too much speed when you drift, it'll actually not do enough damage, and you have to do it spin out all over again so you have to just you have to have a bunch of momentum yeah you have to have a bunch of momentum but you're basically trying to spin this truck out of control so it start like here and just <laughs> and hope you can hit the building on your way out he's like i must hydroplane on nothing we <laughs> they have stages with mechs in it we just don't have it in every stage and that makes me mad that would make me mad too um i am i am a big fan of the giant robots i'm just saying you i have a i have a motorcycle with twin rockets to destroy a building much more efficiently than trying to sideswipe something into it <laughs> no nah, it's great though no yeah, no you're fine do it do it again though do it better. Yeah, go get it. Totes <laughs> McGoats exclusive on that one. Yeah. I'm still looking. <laughs> Liz, you're up again. I'll pass okay. On. So, uh, I have one that I got confirm. Ooh, you know what? I said confirmation. Let me check really quick. <laughs> Let me confirm my confirmation here. The source is legit. I I have one now. I just scrolling and I hit a certain section. I'm like, oh fuck, yeah, that thing exists. Is the new Xbox the Series X or Series S or Xbox One S or uh, the Xbox One and Xbox Series? No, what's the newest Xbox that's out? The Series. Both of them, both X and S. If it's Xbox Series, it's the new one. Damn it. What was it? Hang on. Uh... That was on the Genesis. There was one in my head, but then I, I was gonna do. Ported. I was gonna do Quantum Break, but you can actually play it on the new Xbox consoles. Is oh. so? Is it backwards compatible, or is it a full release? I think it's just backwards compatible. Uh, Xbox, yeah, Windows and Xbox. Okay, sweet, or Xbox One. So yes, Quantum Break. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Quantum Break is from one of my favorite game studios, Remedy. Um, I have Quantum Break stuff on this shelf right here. Um. He's right there. I'm circling it now with my with my mouse. Yes. Yeah. So, um, 
Quantum Break is from Remedy Studios, and it follows Jack Joyce as he accidentally starts, uh, goes, becomes kind of like a time manipulator. And he, so he can manipulate aspects of time, including like slowing down time. Um, he has like a time shield, different, it's, it all, it's, it's really interesting, similar-ish to how Braid plays with time. Um, but, uh, he deals with people who have in fact built time machines and have gone back in time and from the future in time. And basically there is going to be an apocalypse where time stops, like you, across the universe, time stops and, uh, it's caused it causes a lot of problems. <laughs> so yeah, that's are a trying, bad thing. It is a bad thing, and so people are trying. They're trying to get it to stop, and it's really fun and really phenomenal. And it is one of the like five or six ish games that I've hundred percented on Steam. <laughs> um, it was I loved it. I loved it so much. I played it five times one summer just because I was so in love with it. I and remember I that actually. <laughs> Yeah, you, it was, you were like, you gotta play it. It's like, yeah, I know, thank you. And then I like, eventually did. <laughs> I think it was like two summers ago or yeah. three summers ago. Twenty nineteen, I think. Yeah. It was before the world ended in real life. Yeah, so, so it was almost three years ago now. Um, I just sat down to play it and was like, my life has changed. Has Lance Reddick in it, who we were talking about earlier. We were um, Toys Are Me, motherfucker. Yeah, it has um Sean Ashmore in it. Uh, awesome. Aiden, yeah, Aiden Gillen, who most people will probably know him from The Wire and Game of Thrones, um, and uh, Courtney Hope, who she does mostly soap operas, and she's a model and a fitness um, instructor, and um, she also is Jesse Faden in Control by Remedy Games. Um, so it's got a really amazing cast. It's really well written, and also proves that uh remedy they so they have video game sequences where you play and then they have like 20 minute 23 ish minute episodes that you watch that follow the story of other characters um that you don't yeah it's like a cross cut yeah so uh, it's like for film yeah and so it's like you're following characters that you briefly meet or only really hear about in the game but they have a big impact on the plot and so but in like 23 minutes, they do what some shows can't even do in an hour. And so well done. Um, phenomenal game. And I will pimp that game out to anybody <laughs> who even shows a remote interest because it's really fun and it's really interesting. And uh, I just, yeah, I, I love it so much. I will say that um, when whoever was in charge of writing the the game, just they understand the concept so well of how uh, time alteration would actually work. It's to... probably Sam Lake. He actually does a lot of the create. He has like a creative writing like major or something, I that. and so. Because, like, it really is He does is most strong. of the writing on the games that he's on. Yeah, because, like, the whole pro- uh, plot thing is, like, people are like, well, just go back in time to before he built it. It's like, you can't. You literally can't. Because the core has to have existed to get there. Yeah, well, because they also, when you go through the time machine, 
you go in the time machine and you come out the time machine the same time machine yeah just wherever it first existed wherever the core is now is just that's where you end up at that point yeah and so at one point in the game there's two time machines so you have to like one of them is over here and one of them is over here and if you go back in time at this one you can only go as far back as its first existence its creation this one same thing so it's yeah it's really well done and he doesn't create like the paradoxes don't like they they coincide in a way that makes sense yeah so like the fact that there's two of the villain well i say villain i would argue that he's not the villain but um i i could make a whole just topic about this (laughs) um he like there's two of him existing at the same time it's just one is 17 years older because he goes back in time at 20 in 2016 ends up in 19 well he actually ends up in 2021 goes back at the the era at which time has actually stopped yeah that's right he ends up at the time where the era when time has actually stopped that's where he's from actually no and he's going back to try and prevent it or some weird shit right no 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 so he so he enters his time machine in 2016. It is not built to code, or it's not, not built to code. <laughs> there is no, no code. Like oh, who is it? Um, in a break, not built no, to code. Billy Boyd is also in it. Um, and so Billy, no, Dominic Monaghan. Dominic Monaghan is in it. Um, and Dominic Monaghan built the first... Um, his name is William. Will built the first time machine, and that was successful, and it worked. And With then uh, this other person tries to build a time machine, but Will is like, "No, your calculations are wrong, and if you use it, shit's gonna go bad." And he doesn't listen. He's like, "Whatever, you're crazy. You've lost your mind." Like he's always been a little bit like people think that he's crazy. I think he's autistic. He is. But yeah. like nobody wants. Like his to character to is written that way. You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> if yes, you've ever met is... someone that is autistic, which I have, yeah, a number same. of them, yeah, yeah, that's it's, his character. And that is how he is written, and even more so in the novel. Um, it's it's a lot more apparent in the novel. But um, he tells him, if you make this or if you run this time machine, it will cause problems. And um, oh god, Paul is just like whatever, dude. And so he goes into his time machine. It malfunctions. He ends up at the end of the world, and he signs a newspaper that says that the world ended in 2021. So he goes back to the time machine. Not his time machine. He finds Will's time machine and goes back to 1999, but is followed by Beth. And because she wants to kill him. (laughs) Um, So they both end up back in 1999 so we have these versions we have the 2016 version of will and beth or not will and beth sorry paul and beth back in like the 2016 versions back in 1999 and then you have the 1999 version 1999 versions existing at the same time and they managed to keep themselves hidden because they understand the impact of what meeting your younger self can could do granted I mean, not major spoilers, but Beth does end up meeting her younger self briefly, but... um, Unknowingly, though. No, she knows it. She goes searching for her. No, I meant the younger one. Oh, the younger one, yeah. The younger one doesn't know that it's a future her. Right. Because 
precautions she, taken. She was like, yeah, she was like 12 or 13 or something. And yeah. so when somebody who's 17 years older than you show up. You, you don't look the same. Even yeah. if you're the same person, you're not all the same. Yeah. So oh, um, anyway, it, it's really well written and it's really well done. And I love the story. And that, like, that sounded like I told a lot of spoilers. That's probably literally Nothing. in the first, like, hour of the game. That, that's, that is maybe an hour's worth of content um, th- compressed into a five-minute spiel. Yeah. It's, and I, that I, game is, like, 20 hours plus, if you include yeah. all the stuff. I think um, the thing about Beth is a mild late, later game spoiler, but most of what I just said is literally in the first, like, hour. So, um, phenomenal, 100% <laughs> recommend it, and Xbox One exclusive. Yes, yes. And PC, but you know, whatever. It doesn't count. Doesn't count. I'm going to verify that this did not come out on the VC. Also, while you're looking that up, um, the character, I don't remember his name, but he plays... So you have a choice pretty early on. Um, the character Amy Ferrero gets... Who's played by Amelia Rose Blair, who's Brian Deckhart's wife. Um, uh, she she gets kidnapped, and you have, you have to make a decision on whether the villain will kill her, or villain will kill her or not. And if you don't have her killed then she joins you for the rest of the game if you do have her killed his name is nick if you do have her killed nick joins you for the rest of the game and essentially takes her role but he's a conspiracy theorist um oh so yeah everyone thinks he's crazy yeah but he totally believes jack because he's just like oh my god i knew it um he actually plays um jesse's brother in control Anyway, I really love Remedy games, and I don't think it shows. No, not not at all. No, <laughs> never. I don't I think Remedy anyone would ever so. accuse you of being a fan of any title made by the Remedy Studio. Wait, wait. We didn't? I accused her of that all the time. Like every day, right? Uh, Brandon, no. you, Brandon, you you accused that of accused me of that before the podcast even started. I did, yeah. yes. <laughs> but Leo, you you walk walk by her room and it's like, hey, Liz. What? It's like, fucking fangirl, and then just walk away. (laughs) (laughs) And he says nothing, because it's true. (laughs) It's true. No, so what we do in this house is we go, I'm Leo, and I'm smart. And so it sounds like you're mocking, but it's actually, like, supportive in a way. Um, Sometimes it's... It's the offensive way of being supportive. I'm Leo, I'm smart. I, I have all these great friends, and a lot of people like me. I'm Leo. Yeah, and I mean sometimes it's like, like it's I like that. it's really it flattering be, but condescending and not okay. It can be. We can get mildly passive aggressive if we need to, but it doesn't usually. Normally, we're just like, "Hey, hey!" But so it would be more like, "I'm Liz and I love Remedy games," but Leo would be saying that. I'd yeah, be like, I'd be more right. like, "I'm Liz and I love Remedy." There we go. Hey, hey, we got the one take we needed. Yeah, that's right. Let's go. <laughs> It's just true. I can't. I can't deny it. Sometimes it'll be. It'll be something that's like, like a flaw, and it's like kind of hurtful. But you're like, oh, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> but How dare it's you not point hurt. out my insecurity? It's not hurtful in a mean way. <sighs> Sometimes I get lazy and I go, I'm 
I'm Liz. Yeah, sometimes that's all. Oh, that's all I got. I'm Leo. You think I'd come up with more? No. Uh, <gasps> oh my goodness! Gray kitten alert! Come here, Ashley. He hates me right now. He it's literally like grabbed my leg and started like clawing me, super aggressive. Oh, great kitty alert! Oh, he's giving my hand limbs. Oh, little lemmy boy. Oh, hi, hi, Ashley. Ah, uh, watch the video cast for videos of kittens. Ah, uh, so cute. I'm, I'm gonna get attacked for going at your tummy, huh? Oh. Yep, I sure am. All right, Ow. all right, all right. I'm putting you down. Don't be a bite. Go. You're going to love that blanket. Okay, okay, sorry. Anyway, whose turn is it now? Uh, I'm going to go again now. Okay. <laughs> After I put down this fat... Well, this isn't a fat cat, but the fat cat's over here being fat on the floor. Oh, fat cat. Huh, Esper. He had a cold. He was sneezing a lot. Um, so the next one I'm going with is a Super Nintendo title called Metal Warriors. Oh, I remember that game. So, I, if, Sorry, you mispronounced Mario RPG. Uh, no, because that was on the virtual <laughs> console on the Wii, so fuck off. Uh, <laughs> wow. Gotcha. I'm, I'm Brandon. And I use the internet. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, this game is like up my alley in almost every way. It is a side-scrolling action game, which is less up my alley. Uh, but it is a mech game straight up, and there's multiple mechs. You can get out of your mech, run around and shoot little people yourself, and then hop into other mechs that you find in the arenas and areas. And it's got a multiplayer mode, a one-on-one multiplayer where you pick your mech, and you can do the same thing. So you can get out of the mech, find other mechs in the arena for the multiplayer to attack your opponent. It's, <laughs> That's it's crazy. That's awesome. Um, this is a game by fucking LucasArts, of all people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the engine was shared, I found this out recently, with Square for Front Mission Gun Hazard. Oh, yeah, so and because they front mission, I, yeah, front mission's fucking dope. Um, but yeah, Gun Hazard's never been released outside of Japan. But I have a reproduction in the other room because I put it away off of my desk. Um, and yeah, I mean it's they're both excellent titles. The it feels really good to run around in these giant machines because <laughs> you can break all kinds of bits of the environment. Mm-hmm. And, it's always fun. Uh, yeah, and again, you know, there are little people walking around. You can step on them. You can shoot them. Or you can get out and shoot them. Either way, I'm you I'm gonna win. fight him. No, he's bigger than you! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... It is, like, the absolute go-to uh, mech game, in my opinion, for the Super Nintendo, just because there is nothing else like it aside from Gun Hazard, and that didn't come out over here. Uh, the closest <laughs> equivalent is Cybernator, but you can't get out of your mech in that. Cybernator. Yeah, which that I was put on the Cybernator. virtual console. So. Hmm. But this wasn't, so. Um, yeah, uh, the. Uh, actually, yeah, it's the Cybernator, Front Mission, Gun Hazard, and Metal Mech are all referenced as uh, games that play very similarly for all kinds of reasons. I've never heard of the uh, Metal Mech. Oh, that looks like NES. 
And it looks like Mech Warrior. It's like a side-scrolling Mech Warrior for NES. Huh. That's bizarre. But yeah, um, I just was scrolling through my list of games that I have and saw that. I'm like, you know what? That's the one I'm going to go with because uh, that game's dope. <laughs> you go. That's all you need sometimes. Yeah. Anyone yeah. else got any more? Uh, let's see I here. have one. Ooh. But I guess I will go first. Um, I'm trying to think of something that's not on the N64. Because the N64 has a ton of those. Do you have to think? That's called a cop-out. That's called a cop-out for Leo. Like, GoldenEye is one. Which Ooh, is I weird. Just... Because, like, as popular as GoldenEye is, never I, remade it? I think it got put on Xbox Live Arcade. I feel like... um, or Not I feel like... Sorry, I recently started getting... um. I started and watching a lot of. I, I recently started watching a lot of videos about uh, people who cheated at GoldenEye speedruns. Why? <laughs> oh wow! Because no, people people want to get on leaderboards without putting the work in. Yeah. Okay, so it didn't get put on Xbox Live Arcade. That was a canceled project. So that's my bad. Um, I was going to put it in one of the Ninja Turtle games, but unfortunately, that is getting... That is just getting straight ports, yeah. That works now. Well, I guess technically right now it's one. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, still, it's still legal game. It's still a legal game. But then the like only one I can think of is the one for the something? NES, and I actually don't... Like, I find it fun. It's just so balls-ass hard. I hate playing it. You yeah. like Turtles in Time the best, right? Oh, everybody likes Turtles Everyone in Time. Everyone likes Turtles in Time the best. Turtles of Time is on multiple lists of the best co-op game that you could play. Yeah, it's on a lot of actually best Super Nintendo game lists, even. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, I have two games. Um, You know what? Move on to Liz. I'll come back to you on this one. One of them, this one is actually the first one that I thought of when the topic was announced, uh, and then I forgot to actually mention it. Um, But Haunting Ground... Oh, uh, shit, yeah. I love Haunting Ground. It was, I know it's in the vein of, like, Clock Tower, um, but I, I, it was the first game that I played that had um, the run and hide mechanic, and that freaked me out, because what, what would I do? I mean, like, I like to think that I could put up a, a bit of a fight, but, like, in an abandoned castle after I was in a car accident being chased by a bunch of people, like I'd probably have find a place to hide and cry. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so the thing, the guy that's chasing you is like 400 pounds. Yeah. You, and no, and he has the mental capacity of a child who doesn't understand what he's doing. And so like he's, he crushes you and yeah. oh a hug would kill you. Yeah. And so that game was really good and the one of my one of the points of pride in my um my gaming collection because I got that used at GameStop for like eighteen dollars back in two thousand and six and now it goes for like a hundred and seventy five dollars. Um when was the last <laughs> and, time you checked that? Because it's higher. Ooh, uh, what is it now? Uh I last time I looked I think it was like four hundred dollars. Oh my god, go look. I'm going to show my copy too because my copy is in really good condition. Like like the case is in phenomenal condition. There's no real like crinkles. Damn, yeah. 
So I'm going to go to uh, sold listings here. Yeah, there's like like minor tiny little scuff marks on the back that you can't even pick up here. It the case, amazing condition, has the guide or has this the, the booklet manual. insert, the manual, yes, in the manual. Amazing condition. There's like it's barely even like bent a little bit on the sides. The pages are in great condition and Oh. Yeah. That okay, well it's picking up the mic. Everything reflective, yeah. It's because it's a perfect mirror. <laughs> well, I like my my curtain has silver lines in it, so that's <laughs> looked like great. Alright, Liz. Nice. Are you ready to hear this? Uh yes. Uh on March fourteenth, on auction, one sold for four hundred and five dollars. Oh, oh my gosh. On the 17th, one sold as a buy it now for $369. So if I ever just needed to make some fast money. Yeah. Um, fast I, it's the I same thing with have... Rule of Rose. Um, that, I think that, but Rule of Rose is like actually I think six or 700 now. I would really love to own a copy of that. Over here I also have Obscure the Aftermath, the Clock sequel. Tower 3, yeah. um, Fatal Frame, and then... Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, DDR Max. Dance Dance Max. Revolution. I mean, I've got a whole bunch of other ones, including all three Trauma Center games. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rule of Rose, March 5th, auction, sold for 660 bucks. God, I would die for a copy of Rule of Rose. I found but... my... Uh, my wife actually pointed at a spot in a uh, flea market um, that had a bunch of... She's like, let's check over here. We haven't gone over here yet. I'm like, okay. Um... And I saw a box of uh, expansion packs for The Sims 2. I moved the top one, and there was a single PS2 game. It was Rule of Rose. I paid $6. It had the soundtrack. Oh, my God. The soundtrack alone has sold for $200 recently. If I had $600 to spare, I would ask to buy it off of you. <laughs> I have a really nice, I have a really nice PS2 horror collection. Like, I've even got my Silent Hills over here and my Resident Evils over yeah. there. Like, I would die to have Rule of Rose in my collection. Yeah, you... Just die. Die. You, you, I'd you also like are... Clock Tower 3 to to round out that trifecta of those those three that came out around the same time, even though Clock Tower 3 it was, like, kind of the least impressive of the three, but whatever. Um, I also have a little gem called Kuon, which I've mentioned to Leo previously. Oh. Um, I got that for $25. Um, on the low end, that game is $550. On oh the high God. end, that is $1,000. Yeah, if we ever all needed to make some fast cash. <laughs> yeah, PS2 horror some, games, man. Those We have some really good collections. But anyway, that's mine. Um, Haunting Ground. I guess I could tack Rule of Rose onto there because that one is also only on the PS2. Yeah, but, and I've, um, I've, played a, I've played about half of that with uh, Chicho. Um, it who, doesn't play very well. It's, it's, it's not... It's, it's not very a, clunky. Yes. But it's very fascinating in its atmosphere that it's built oh yeah and uh, i mean this could be something completely different or that we could talk about separately later um i just feel like the ending was not very clear-cut but again that's another topic entirely yeah well and that's kind of also the point of the game is to be very ambiguous and not clear-cut on a lot <laughs> I mean, it, it was kind of the point of the ending that I, that 
I ended up having to look up quite a bit, and it wasn't stuff that I thought was like, oh, the symbolism of Silent Hill 2, you know, like, of course, that stuff will leave you feeling a certain way, but until you really start digging into it, you might not fully grasp all the symbolism of. But I feel like the story with What's Her Bucket at the end, I don't know if you know the ending, but... Uh, I don't. But okay, well, then I, I won't what, say anything. What's Her Bucket, because the save points are literally bucket men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I say what's her bucket and what's his bucket a lot. Yeah, um, it's, it's literally like broomsticks strapped together with a bucket on top of it. So it looks like a stick man with a head. <laughs> That's how you say uh, that game. It's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've seen a bunch of it. I don't own it. I've never been able to play it. So I've just watched people play it. But the ending it is just very... It, it's a little bit lackluster, in my opinion. Um, but the answers are there there it's just not very like clear cut well, it's clear well cut. it's not even like i don't even need it to be clear cut like i i didn't even get us like the ending happened and i was like what was that <laughs> like what happened here so that's my opinion anyway i think that i have one more if we get to it but you guys yeah um yeah i don't know how much time we have left but oh we've got as yeah. much time as we need really but i mean we probably should call it relatively soon we don't want to go into the three hour range yeah <laughs> yeah um, oh i was telling last... oh sorry oh. go ahead i was gonna say my last one i wanted to do is kind of a weird one because it is exclusive but a remake as well that's totally fine so shining force it came out for the sega genesis originally however it was kind of broken like certain uh, plot aspects didn't make a whole lot of sense, and so they re-released it, but completely updated everything to Shining Force in uh, the Game Boy Advance version. And the Game Boy Advance version is the one that most people that I think is the better one of the play, because there's a series of characters that come out at the that because you are uh, are a soldier that also uh, a guy who gets washed up to the shore, and you end up. Uh, Making these huge teams to to uh, to uh, soldiers in the vein of uh, like XCOM and other tactical games like that. To... Oh yeah, no, this game is a total fucking remake. I'm sorry, I I pulled it up. All the assets are completely new in this, so that's yep. They it, it, but it's still a follow. It's the story of yep. the of the original game. However, there's like three characters that you usually get at the end of the game, and what they added on, one of the things they added on is their story. So you would play your the main story, and then you get the side story you'd play right after, and then the main and side story. So when they meet up, it's not as confusing as it was the first time. <laughs> kind of like with Golden Sun and Golden Sun Lost Age. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was really well done, and then they fleshed out all the characters in there. And they still changed around some of the mechanics to make them work better. However, everyone still has their niche there's like something like five different knights in the game, but one of them gets his name is Arthur gets magic because he hangs out in the magic place, and he's the only <laughs> one that gets magic. I'm <laughs> special. Ha. I'm special. Yeah. He's not even that great of a knight or that great of a magician. So you take what you could get. Um, like the one of the most powerful ones that you get is a guy named Gunsage, is just this armadillo in a mech suit. And um, that sounds amazing. High, super high de- <laughs> offense, super high defense, but can't move worth beans. Huh. Takes two steps to quit. on me. Shining Force, Resurrection of the Dark Dragon. Yep. Huh. That's the one. Well, 
That's an Atlas game. I'm out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the coolest thing about that is that between all the fights that you do, you have a small base that keeps that that they have to basically rebuild a new base each time, or find a place to for a base because you have thirty, forty characters. They gotta live somewhere. Very Suikoden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go in there and you can visit and, ch- and chit chat with them and get there and talk to their backstories. Huh. Ooh. That is a robot called Laser Eye. That is concerning. Yeah, that's not a, a lie. He shoots a laser eye. Hmm. That's, that's not a that's not a weird take on his name. He that's exactly what he does. It literally looks like <laughs> just a giant laser cannon. So yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> oh boy. How about you, Liz? You got another one you want to pitch in on? Yes, and uh, it is also an Atlas game. Oh, no. Um, I'm finally going to say it. Um, it's not going to be Persona Five, even though I don't think that's been ported anywhere yet. It and was I on should... the PS3 and Four. Yep, but not Shit. Royal. Ah, Royal! <laughs> I, love, I love Persona Five Royal. It's the only version that I've played of it. It's so good. Um, no. Uh, although I am looking at the insert coin um, blazer that they have of the Shuj- the Shujin Academy blazer, um, I'm You're looking spending at my getting... money right now. I don't like you. <laughs> uh, it looks phenomenal, and I've wanted to cosplay Akira for a while. Anyway, I am going to say Trauma Center Second Opinion Remake on the Wii. Okay. Because yeah. I love that game. I loved that game the first time I played it. I loved it the second time I've played it. I've loved every time I've watched somebody else play it. My favorite is the game Grumps. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, cranberries! That, that one's my favorite. I love the... <laughs> Nurse, his vitals are goofy as fuck! <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I loved... Trauma Center Second Opinion. Anyway, I played it on the Wii way back when the Wii first came out in 2006. Um, And I played it with my cousin and I loved it. And then um, in 2014, I got it was January 2014. I got like death illness. It was just like it was sinus, ear and upper respiratory infections all at the same time with like a cold on top of it. I was just like a walking infection from the lungs upward. I was in pain. I had severe vertigo. It was not a fun time. I was on antibiotics for everything. Um, and my friend, uh, had Eric, had sent me a link to the Game Grumps playlist of, um, of them playing Trauma Center a couple months prior. And at that point, I was like, I need to play. I need to watch something that I, I don't have to put a lot of energy into paying attention to. Um, and that has low movement because I had such bad vertigo that even the cam- a camera rotating could cause me to get nauseous. Um, so I ended up watching the Game Grumps play it and it was hilarious. And now whenever I get like sick like that, because it's like a thing for me. I, like, I've gotten pneumonia. Mm-hmm. I got bronchitis for two months, my- which my sister thinks was like pre-COVID COVID. Uh, hey! Um, yeah, what's up? <laughs> the cats are fighting um, I know that feeling <laughs> and then uh, and then Leo and I recently got COVID so um, all three of us have had the, the, the we were so careful for two years we were so careful and then and then Leo had to go and get COVID and 
and bring it home to me and it was awful and we were both miserable and anyway as for a uh, sandwich came with a disease yes <laughs> so uh, i've rewatched it regularly but then in 2014 after i moved Oh, no, it was 2015 when I got... It was January 2015 when I got that sick. 2014, I actually... It was the first time I moved in here. And Leo um, lived with Krista at the time, his uh, ex-girlfriend. Sorry, Leo, I didn't mean to say it that way. Um, <laughs> and uh, she and I played it together because she had played the DS version. Um, and I had only ever played the Wii version. And we didn't have a Wii. So I went out and bought the Mario... It's like the Wii Mini in the Mario Red. <laughs> yeah, the, the okay. pop-top lid version of the Wii with no internet yeah. function. <laughs> yeah, and we ended up... So I got that and we ended up playing um, Trauma Center again. And I love it. I If they would port it to the Switch, I'd play it again. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I love that game so Why much. Why is the guilt multiplying? <laughs> hey i see a cat behind you oh there he goes what are you doing uh that yeah so that one is it's ridiculous it's silly <laughs> uh i love that it takes itself way too seriously it's like um, if er was an anime turn into a game <laughs> yes. it would be this great i have failed and once again i must yeah, leave the entire Eric? Derek fails one surgery and is like, I'm going to go walk into the sunset by myself, crying. I can't take losing another patient. I'm going <laughs> to quit right now. One. God, it's so funny. I like how the uh, floor is made of jello and the reflection is fucked up. It, the exit oh. <laughs> sign is in the wrong spot in the reflection yes, on the floor. And I love the jello floors. It's so stupid. Just bright green jello for a floor. <laughs> oh god anyway that's my last one it's so good yeah no that's that's good choices i'm actually surprised that trauma center never got an anime adaptation of any kind god i would love the shit out of that just because of like its entire art design is as such yeah well and like personas have have like three four and five have all gotten animes in some form yeah three got like four movies yeah, three got the movies, one for each semester, um, and they actually got a sequel series. Oh, I didn't know that um, one. Yeah, I have it. It's called, because I'd never played Persona 3 before, and so I was watching these with my friend. Let me see if I... That was during Atlas's uh, controversial era. You know, when they released Rule of Rose and uh, RPG where you shoot yourself in the head to get superpowers. <laughs> that, that's called yes. Persona 3. Yeah, yeah I know. my personal statement with that is, man, we got to figure out a better way to do this. Yeah, so yeah. I've actually got a headcanon kind of theory to that. In 4 and 5, they go into a... go. Hey, you be nice. All right, while he's telling his cats to be nice, it's called Persona Trinity Soul, and it is a sequel series that's 26 episodes, takes place like 16 years after the events of 3, and you follow some schmuck, I don't know. I don't know anything about it yet. I haven't watched it, so. Well, anyway, my, my headcanon yeah. theory on it is that, um, in Persona Four and Five, they actually enter another. They enter the metaverse. They enter the shadows universe, basically, and that's where yes. right where their their all their powers are manifesting. But in Three, they manifest 
forcefully by the the seize gun because the metaverse is breaking into the real world during the midnight hour so you're not they're not entering that world that world is entering theirs and they're forcing that power out using that gun mm-hmm. I, I like that i can get behind that i mean it makes the that... most sense in the context because again it's like a tower that appears for one hour each night yeah versus you just being able to go to a tv or hit a button on your app yeah that makes sense but i agree i really feel like the trauma center series could do a really it could be made into a really cool animation oh yeah and i think like i don't know i feel like it is also like i think the only real weird thing that they might have is the surgeries themselves because they they would be very uh shonen in their presentation (laughs) for that to work yes and i just feel like in the games you get a different way of like you know when you're you're just seeing like a washed out pastel watercolor version of the body and the Mm -hmm. table and you know you're like you know you're not actually watching like i don't know i I, i'm really into medical dramas right now i have been for about a year um and like they there are creative ways to hide it or like show certain things but like atlas would have to decide are they gonna go like the 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 Grey's Anatomy Chicago Med route where they just show like creative angles or are they going to go full on like Akira where they show <laughs> like muscle and sinew like yeah at- that's not Atlas's jam no, I didn't I, I am not a fan of Akira for reasons like that yeah well I mean it was more like an example yeah but- I, I get you um, I straight up understand that Um, I think the best way for them to take that approach would be to pretty much have like a like you know, like that uh, that shimmer effect kind of thing when, like, uh, in an anime when they're about to like do a superpower, like speed up or teleport or mm-hmm. some weird shit. Mm-hmm. Have that kind of thing happen around Derek, and then have like his patient kind of become that silhouette in front of him, so he can focus. Oh, and that's when you start seeing all of that. I think that could work really well. Like he's kind of like pitch it to Atlas. <laughs> no, pitch it to Madhouse. Pitch it to Nintendo and Atlas and Madhouse. Because I want Madhouse I to animate results. that shit. <laughs> yeah, pitch I demand you. results. <laughs> I'm not writing it. <laughs> no, me neither. But I'm just saying, I have the number of times that I have gone on Twitter and I have added various people for the things I'm petitioning for, including a Trauma Center port, a Parasite Eve remake port or remaster. <laughs> And um, TNT to finally send me a Resident Evil Apocalypse. <laughs> Wait, uh, yeah, on. <laughs> Wait, is Apocalypse the second one? Yep, it sure is. Yeah, so I want TNT to send me the Resident Evil Apocalypse version that they TV show cut. on the TNT. TV cut. Yeah, but I want their TV cut specifically. Uh, is it a ton? I literally contacted TNT customer support. <laughs> via email ones trying to get them to send this to me i will and I buy never it got a response. gimme <laughs> i told them like i please send it to me on dvd i don't care like <laughs> send me the mkv file <laughs> like whatever i don't care if it's like 
240p or whatever. I just want it. Thank you. This is my preferred way to watch this movie now. (laughs) (laughs) And they never get back to me. But neither does Nintendo or Atlas or Square. And I don't expect them to. But I petition on Twitter. Yeah, the only person who ever got back to me of any, like, I guess, merit would be, like, the guy who got let go from PlayStation PR recently. <laughs> because I, I mentioned that I have I never met our rep. I'm not even sure I had a rep. <laughs> and he's like, you might not have, actually, because there are a couple of dead zones where there is no um, retail representative for certain oh. areas. I'm like, wow, that's bullshit. <laughs> and explains so much. I have a couple. Sam Lake liked one of my tweets. Oh, I had DC um, Douglas uh, directly reply to me a few times. That's awesome. Yeah, Jamie Alexander. Western. Yeah. Jamie Alexander um, retweeted a tweet once because um, I asked her to for my birthday. Um, she played Sif in Thor. Oh, nice. Um, uh, oh, Angela Aki. Back when Last FM um, would automatically post like once a week what my top plays were. Um, there was one time Angela Aki I had listened to like 174 times that week, and she, she retweeted that. There was one crazy person who had listened to me. <laughs> I love her music; it's so good. Uh, I, I'm sure there's a couple others, but those are the ones that stand out to me. Because when Sam Lake liked my tweet, I was like, <laughs> "Senpai noticed me." <laughs> Listen, I will chill out if I end up working for Remedy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just remembered the the Kasumi meme I sent you about Netflix and chill. More like hentai with senpai. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so terrible. She's fourteen. Yeah, and 15. oh wait, <gasps> you're gonna get canceled. Yeah, no, I'm already canceled. No, that's pedophilia is bad. It is okay. bad. Um, no, for real though, not okay. Don't do that, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad time. Um, but for realsies, if Sam like ever sees this, and I'm working for him, I swear, I just love your games, and I think you're a really good creative writer. Oh, there's Phoenix. Hi, buddy. I believe you, Liz. You're not the creepy stalker. <laughs> look at him. He's oh, so cute. I can't not look at him. He's right there. Phoenix. Huh? What? Phoenix. He looked Hi, up. Hi, babe. Phoenix. Oh, he's a pretty kitty. <laughs> he is very pretty. He has some neat markings on him. Yeah. Oh, you're so cute. You're so handsome. Okay, well, one of my cats just knocked something off of a uh, stand in the other room. I heard it bounce, and then I heard a cat run. <laughs> my cats uh, <laughs> were recently uh, attacking the treat jar. Well, it's because and... you need to give them treats. I did. I did earlier. <laughs> oh, Phoenix, I'm sorry, babe. Okay, I'll give you one. Come here. All right. Well, I think that's a, a good spot to call it for the night. Um, I will. I would like to thank everyone so much for joining us today. And don't forget, you can check out the video cast version on YouTube.com slash Yield Tomato, um, which is where you'll be able to see our lovely faces, as well as Fuzzy Fur Babies. Um, Several cats. You'll also find links in the description there for all of our speakers. Hopefully you'll join us Yay. again for more magic that we all enjoy on the screen. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.